Fatherhood is fascinating. One day you're dad of the year, and the next day is, well, the next day. Welcome to Positively Dad, a podcast designed to help dads embrace the journey. Thank you for joining us for Positively Dad. My name is James Shaw. I'm your host. I'm a dad. My wife, Terry, and I have a seven-year-old daughter named Naomi who will join us at the very end of the episode. She does a kid's corner for us every week. And this one is classic, all right? So if you don't stick around for those, first of all, you should. It's probably the best part. And and this week's, uh, it couldn't win an award. It's pretty good. She just recorded it, and it's awesome. So uh, we'll have that for you at the very end. I started Positively Dad just to be a resource for dads. Um, help us grow. Help us become better people and parents and partners. And I trust that we're doing that. We're, we're about oh, seven or so months in. Uh, we started back in March, and it's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot. Talk to some people that I would have never talked to before. Learn some things about parenting. Learn some things about me and how to how to just grow as a person. And have had some valuable conversations with people about how to be a, a better partner to my wife. So I, I trust that we're adding some value to you. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different, and uh, we're excited because here in in where we are in Tampa Bay area, Florida, we live in a town called Safety Harbor. And uh, there's a 5K race that's going on that is a fundraiser for the Guardian at Lightham Foundation of Tampa Bay. And uh, it's right here in our hometown. And my stepfather was an uh, attorney with them for, for Guardian at Lightham. And, and what they basically do is you've got you know kids who um, are in homes that uh, there may be some abuse or other things. And for some reason, the state says, we've got to take this child out of the house. And there's uh, some legal stuff that goes on where the state, um, you know, has a case against the parents and the parents are going to have some representation, some legal representation to help them. And the guardian at litem group, well, they're looking out for the best interest of the child. So the, they might give some advice to the judge or share some information they found with the judge. And so my stepfather uh, was an attorney for them. Now, he would have been 70 this past week, and uh, unfortunately, we lost him to cancer just a few years ago. And so when the opportunity came around to get involved with Guardian at Lightham here in Tampa Bay and help sponsor their race, because I like running so much. I've done several marathons and a ton of half marathons and lots of 5Ks. Uh, to be able to connect with families through um, you know that are going to be involved in this race to help educate them about Positively Dad and to also celebrate my stepfather, I just thought, what a great uh, opportunity to get involved. So this week, we're going to talk to the executive director of the Guardian at Lightham Foundation of Tampa Bay and learn a little bit about what they do and how we can be great parents. Her name's Amy Foster. And we're going to have the approach of how you can be a superhero parent because the 5K is a superhero 5K. Everyone's going to be all dressed up in costumes. Naomi has her uh, Supergirl costume she's all pumped up about, and she's going to run the .5K, the 500 meters. She's going to run that, and, um, and we're just going to have some fun. So I thought, let's have Amy on. Let's learn a little bit about what Guardian at Lightham Foundation of Tampa Bay does. There's probably a similar organization wherever you are. And then let's get her perspective from seeing lots of families and being engaged with lots of families and talking to lots of families. We can get her perspective on how we can be superhero parents. So I trust that we can add some value to you with that. And so let's get started. Amy, thank you so much for joining us on Positively Dad. We're excited. Thanks for having us. It's my pleasure. And, and I'm, I'm looking forward to having you on and having this conversation. You're right here in town where, where we are. And uh, there's a 5K going on this weekend that you do to raise some money to support the foundation. And we're sponsoring that. So we're excited to do it and just thought it would be a fun episode. 
Tell us a little bit about what you guys do. Yeah, so um, there are more than 3,000 children who've been removed from their um, parents um, due to no fault of their own because of abuse or neglect uh, here in Pinellas and Pasco County. And little known fact is actually there are more children in the system here locally than there is in a large place like Miami. So we have a lot of kids to support, and we do that um, through advocating for them in court where their voice in court and we also support their needs so whether they need a bed to be able to go to a relative or they might need tutoring to catch up in school or you know they need something else that most kids get to experience like dance lessons or football we're there to help in that way as well and then once children um, sometimes unfortunately age out of the system after they turn 18 um, we continue to provide support by making sure they have what they need for um, an apartment on their own and the life skills that they need in order to be successful long term. I mean, this is something that I imagine you've got to be very passionate about because, I mean, some of the stories have got to be heartbreaking almost, and you really feel for these kids who, like you said, it's no fault of their own. Um, yeah, what's that like? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, um, I'm a volunteer guardian ad litem myself, and so I often tell people that it's the hardest volunteer work I've ever done, um, but it's also the most rewarding. And at the foundation level, um, you know, on an average day, we might see 30 different requests come in. There's a lot of information about the case and what brought them into the system and why they have the specific need they have right now. And it can definitely, um, you know, feel feel dark and heavy, but um, we get to see the hope side too because every day volunteers are changing children's lives and stories and we get to be a part of that. And um, they're protecting our most vulnerable, our children in our community, which is so important. So we get to see the other side as well whenever they're safe, secure, and thriving, and that's a, a great part to be able um, to have that impact. Oh, I bet it is. It's got to bring a lot of joy. So there's a lot of elements to what you guys do. Like, I mean, my stepdad was a guardian at line of attorney. So he did. He advocated for these kids in court right here in Pinellas and Pasco and, and was involved in that. And then you have volunteers, too. Can you talk a little bit about what the you know what a volunteer who's working with you might do to support these kids? Yeah, so volunteers often wear um, many different hats. We already talked about they're the voice of the child in court. So they are making a recommendation of what's in the child's best interest to the judge. So, um, you know, they have the parent side of the story, they have the state side of the story, and the volunteers really um, telling the judge, you know, this is what I've seen and this is what's in the child's best interest. Because even abused children want to go back to their parents. And so that's their express interest, but that might not always be um, what's best for them. But they wear a lot of other um, hats, too, and serve in a lot of other roles. So, you know, there's times where I, I advocate for teens. So there's times where I'm serving as a mentor and, and really helping them through, uh, you know, challenges that teens have. There's other times where you're a connector. And so, you know, you may have a kid that needs a special type of um, psychological test, and so you're connecting them to those resources in the community or connecting the family that's caring for them, whether that's a relative or a neighbor or um, a foster family to the resources they need in the community. And then there's times where 
you know, it's it's unclear what the facts of the case are, and so they're serving kind of in an investigation role and and seeing what's going on there and pulling reports from the school, from the local police system, from a lot of different places to kind of investigate and see what's going on. So they wear a lot of hats. One of the areas that the foundation has focused on in the last couple of years and we've seen a big improvement in is um, kind of being educational surrogates for youth. So every time a child moves, they lose six months of educational gains. Our kids, um, when I started this work four years ago, were moving on average about three times while they were in the system, and they're up to almost 10, 10 times now. Um, and so uh, we, you know, spend a lot of money on tutoring and spend a lot of money on making sure kids have laptops to do their homework and the other things they may need to um succeed, but, you know, being able to dig in and find out what's really going on at the school and how is their trauma maybe impacting their learning style and those types of things uh, is a really important part of the work that a volunteer may do as well. Yeah, and we could do so many things on this. It, 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 it impacts them emotionally, I imagine. It impacts their relationships at school. Uh, it might impact behavior at school. Great. I mean, who knows all of these things? And again, like you said, no fault of their own. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, this is this is really interesting, and I I mean I can't imagine even adults moving ten times in a short span like that. Like that would have an impact on you. So there's a lot Absolutely. going on. The thing that always stood out to me too is if you have a situation here where the state goes, you know, a parent that the, the child shouldn't be living with the parent, and they want to remove the child from the parent. Um, you've got the state has a thought, and then the parents have a thought, and and really the child just is kind of floating, and you're just there to be their voice and kind of look out for them, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, with the with the uh, fundraiser that you guys are doing, and you've done this 5K for several years, it's right here in the town that I live in. So that's why we wanted to support it. And um, and, and you call it the, the superhero 5K, which is just seems like in what you guys do, there are so many superheroes. You've got, first of all, the kids are superheroes themselves because they've got to be strong and, and deal with change and, and whatever they're going through. You've got your guardian of and volunteers. They're superheroes. If they're in foster care, they're superheroes. And quite frankly, the parents are working to get better a lot of times. So talk a little bit about, you know, why is it the superhero 5K? And, and what does that mean to you when you think about it in the context of guardian at Lightham? Yeah, so, you know, we have a saying that um, every child needs a hero, but abused children need um, superheroes, which is kind of our tagline for the race. And we love that this is a really community-focused event. So it is a fundraiser, and we are um, able to use 100% of the funds towards supporting children's needs throughout the year. Um, but, you know, there's that community-building aspect of it that's just as important to us because we have over 1,300 children without a voice in court right now, so we need more guardian ad litem volunteers they are the superheroes um, for our children. And even if you can't be a guardian or a foster parent, there's lots of other ways that you can impact a child's life. Um, the foundation has multiple committees and volunteer opportunities as well um, that aren't direct service to children for those who that, that might not be where they want to use their skills and time. And so it's really a way for us to bring the community together to help um, raise awareness about the issues that children face in care and ways that they can be a superhero and, and help support them. Because yeah, it's a community-wide issue, right? It impacts every socioeconomic group, every um, city in our county, 
um, every race, gender. Uh, so we need everybody at the table trying to help make a difference. So that's a really good point, because I imagine if most people think about it, they're going to think that a lot of the kids are going through the system are from lower income families. And that's not true at all, right? This could happen in, in any household, in any community. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I did a um, article recently for a um, wealthy neighborhood in St. Pete, and they said, you have to really describe this because none of our families are going to have been impacted by this. And I said, actually, you know, one of my first cases was in your neighborhood, and um, the parent worked at a large corporation, right? So um, that is something that most people don't recognize is that family violence um, whether that's domestic violence or whether that is um, child abuse really impacts every socioeconomic group across the spectrum. Right. So I want to spend a little bit of time on just kind of shifting the conversation a little bit, and then um, we'll kind of wrap up. And that is, you know, based on your experience of meeting families, working with kids, you know, going in and kind of investigating what's going on in the house and talking to school, you know, I want to know what what do you think makes a superhero parent? What, what makes a, um, you know, a, a dad a superhero? And, and how can we show up in a way to really be heroes for our kids? You know, I think you use two um, keywords right there, right? It's showing up. Um, so we hear a lot from kids, and I see this in, you know, volunteer work I do beyond um, abuse kids, but other youth development work. Um, you know, kids are craving their parents' attention, and, you know, even when they act like they don't want to answer their highs and lows at dinner time every night or whatever your family tradition may be, they want to um, feel heard and um, valued. And I think, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can show that, but um, showing up matters and um, really listening to their stories. You know, sometimes we ask kids, to tell us what they think should be different or, or what would make an ideal situation. And those are themes that come up over and over again. Kids come up with some wonderful solutions um, to problems, and, and they want somebody who's able to hear them out and um, foster that development in them, right? Yeah, well, I, I, what I've learned in this podcast and as a parent is that our kids are really smart yeah. and they um, are extremely aware. And, um, and if we just kind of just sit down and talk with them or engage with them, we can learn a lot from them too. And we get clarity about what's important to them. And if we can show up in that way, um, that helps them out a lot. It's yeah. so true. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking back, I'm actually trying to um, Google it right now because it was just such a simple framework that I thought, you know, regardless of what you're working with, it made sense. So we recently hosted some training on something from the Search Institute called the Developmental Relationships Framework. And all of those things you just talked about are really covered there, right? Like that we're sharing power with youth, we're challenging their growth, we're expressing care, we're helping them navigate hard situations and expanding possibilities for them. And and those are like really simple things that, um, Start with sitting down and having a conversation. Yeah, right? absolutely. And you do that over and over again. Yeah. So, what would your advice be to dads specifically? Because I know you're going in, you're meeting kids, and they they've got all sorts of different dynamics going on. What message would you give dads about being a superhero dad? Oh wow, 
that's a tough one. Um, you know, I, I think not shying away from difficult conversations, right? That, um, there, there can't just be one parent that, um, is the one that is the confidant and that provides advice. Uh, everybody brings different skill sets and, and different things to the table. And, you know, something I hear dad say sometimes is, oh, you know, that's mom's arena. Um, or uh, you should talk to your mom about that or that kind of thing. And so being present and being willing to have those conversations makes a difference. How can somebody get involved if they're interested? I mean, you've you, guardian at Lightham everywhere. So if someone would like to get involved, what are some steps they should take? And if they're here local in the Tampa Bay area, what could they do? Absolutely. So um, almost every area in the state of Florida offers um, what we'll call informational sessions or orientation sessions. So you can kind of dip your toe in, find out a little bit more, see if you're interested. Locally, our website is super easy to remember and related to our theme this week of superheroes. So it's www.herotoachild.org. Um, and then you can find out more information about when those information sessions are happening. There's training available. And then I always tell folks you're not alone. So once you complete training, then you are paired with a mentor and they kind of help you through some of those first steps in your first case. So you don't have to do it alone. We also have a team advocacy approach here. So you don't have to be an attorney. That's another myth. A lot of people think you have to be an attorney and you don't. You will have a attorney who files the motions in court for you, and you also have a volunteer manager who, um, you know, has kind of seen everything happen in the system and knows how to navigate that. And then we have things like brown bag lunches and end services and other ways to support guardians throughout their cases. So if you're struggling with something with one of your kids, you can go and ask another guardian um, who might have seen that situation before and can support you. And then, as I previously mentioned, there's opportunities outside of being a guardian ad litem that um, you can help in as well. So we have a number of different committees um, that um, help make children's events happen and other things um, for the foundation, and, and those are all found on that same website as well. That's great. And then you guys are all over the place on social media. You do such a good job. Where can people find you there? Um, we have Facebook, Instagram, and um, Twitter. And I think all of those are at backslash hero to a child as well. But the, the full name is Guardian Ed Lightum Foundation of Tampa Bay. So if you look that up, you'll be able to find us. Super easy to find. And since uh, by the time this episode comes out, the 5K will have happened. I'm so excited that I won. Thank you very much for my medal. Uh, it was just such a great race. And I was uh, uh, so happy to set a world record in the time. So thank you for <laughs> celebrating me on that. That's great. It was great <laughs> to see you. Yeah, that's right. Well, anyway, Amy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out. I know you guys are busy. We appreciate it. And it's just nice to learn a little bit about what you do. For, for this community and how people can get involved. So thanks so much. Thank you so much, James. Have a good one. You got it. Well, they're doing amazing things, and I'm so thankful Amy could join us to share a little bit about what they're doing, how you can get involved if you'd like to, um, and, and then how you can be a superhero to your kids. And so we looked at that. In fact, we just put together five ways that you can be a superhero dad, and we have posted all of these on PositivelyDad.com. Just some things for us to think about, about what's important to our kids, 
how we can really connect with them, how they can look up at the end of the day and go, gosh, my dad's a superhero. Because in their eyes, we are. And not all kids get to experience that. So I'd love for you to go to uh, PositivelyDad.com. And if you look in the blog section, it's up now. We posted it early this morning. And you can, you can see how you, five ways that you can be a superhero dad. It's a lot of fun. So let's wrap up the way we wrap up every Positively Dad And as I said in the beginning, this is a classic right here, all right? This is a classic. Naomi has decided that she wants to give her opinion to the kids on how they can be a superhero kid, and then she's going to give perspective to us as to how we can be superhero parents. So here we go. Naomi's thoughts on being a superhero on the Kids' Corner. What are the kids thinking? Time to find out in the Kids' Corner with your host, Naomi. Hello, my name is Naomi Shaw, and today we are going to be talking about the superhero kids and the superhero parents. Yes, this one part of the episode is for you kids, all you. The next part will be about the parents, all you. Okay, so kids, they can be great listeners, they can help their parents do chores, be nice to people, make friends, and most of all, do not doubt other people for being mean to you this is for the parents now parents i know that you love your child so much but just think about it if you didn't love them that would be so sad the way you can be superhero parent is to be nice to your child be good to your child give your child some sweets now and then because that makes a parent a parent that's it for Naomi's corner have a great day bye What what you need to understand is as she's recording that, she's got like a four-foot gummy snake around her neck, and she was licking it in between sentences. So I I am apparently the superhero parent. Terry is the superhero parent because we let her have this three-foot gummy snake where you pay by like the ounce. So it's like $40 for this thing. And uh, so there you go. Be nice. Be kind. Those types of things. I trust you got some value out of today. You know, if you're listening to this, it probably means that being a superhero parent is really important to you, and not all kids have that. And it's great to know that we've got some organizations in our community that can fight for those kids and take care of them and help them. And I would encourage you to check them out if you can. She gave you some resources, and we'll have stuff on our Facebook page um, as well. And, um, and so if you enjoyed this or any of our other podcast episodes, if you do me a big favor, would you rate us on whatever platform you're listening? Five stars would be awesome. Uh, re- leave a review if you could. And then finally, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search at Positively Dad. We're super easy to find. And I just want to thank you for, for joining this journey with us and helping spread this message. So we'll talk to you next time on Positively Dad. Have a great day. Bye-bye.